ladies and gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we are out here. It's a winter wonderland in Brooklyn, New York. We're here chilling in our jacuzzi out here, masked up, you know what I'm saying? Waterproof masks, you know, getting ourselves prepared, getting ourselves fit, ready. You know what I'm saying? Summer's coming quickly. You know what I'm saying? You got the, the Bad Bunny shows, Yankee Stadium. You know what I'm saying? Tours are opening up again. We're ready to go out and hit these streets. You know what I'm saying? COVID ain't going to hold us down. Oh, no. Got to keep it moving. <laughs> it's about to be that time, man. It's about to be that, like, COVID is over phase. Oh, we know? got weeks. So there's a whole bunch of March tours coming. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wrap, man. Yeah, we're going to have, like, three more months of, like, freedom. Before the next variant, <laughs> the next variant. <laughs> I'm mentally preparing for it. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I, you know, when they say COVID is over, like, I, I'm gonna be like, nah, fuck that. Like, I get, <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for it again. <laughs> it's all, it's all lies. The white man's lies. I, I've got a whole bunch of shows like queued up, like it once March hits, just to kind of go out and see. Because, like I said, I just know right around let's say may june it's gonna be that 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 new drop yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. that travis scott drop you know what i'm saying <laughs> that fucking that kiss store drop you know kiss x covid you know the new one <laughs> the new hotness <laughs> oh man yeah like i <sighs> i damn i haven't even like we need to talk after this because i'm like i haven't even looked at any march shows like march, march is like my my return to the world it's gonna be my debit jump ball so, you, uh, you got you got jazz. I think Nubia Garcia is playing in New York. You got some of Cam- the, 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 Brit- the British in it blacks are here to bring the jazz <laughs> for the for the month of March. <laughs> oh man! All right, well Oof. let's let's get this show started. Um, and, and I, I I will say this: somebody did ask me if we we're taking our podcast off of Spotify. Oh, nice! And um, I I was kind of like. I, I, I was flattered, I guess, <laughs> that they thought like us taking our podcast off of Spotify <laughs> would make a difference. <laughs> We're out here fighting against the man, <laughs> David Risk Goliath. <laughs> uh, but um, but look, many people have taken their, their stuff off of Spotify. Um, this is a whole big thing because your boy Joe Rogan is out in these streets spreading anti-vax information we've been we've been pro-vax pro-cdc for two damn years we're telling y'all wash your hands <laughs> telling y'all he's out there undoing up, wearing a mask <laughs> and he's out here undoing all the hard work we're putting in you, you know, know what i'm saying competing this, podcasts this dude gets a hundred million dollars to spread anti-vax information <laughs> yeah i mean um, yeah i mean here's the thing of joe rogan right and it's it's beyond that. So his whole brand is very much like you know UFC meathead type fighter, which I always kind of pre- find pretty funny because this guy's an actor and a comedian. But we put that aside. He's kind of got this brand of I guess hippie toxic masculinity, and you know he's been making these episodes for 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 years now, and he's the epitome. He's a walking gotta hear both sides in a five foot two frame, like it, it, that's all his thing, and so it's been kind of disheartening because. You know, the hotness obviously is COVID. There's been a lot of COVID deniers go on there. And the big thing with him is the fact of where there's really no pushback, which I kind of find fascinating. Um, but as a result, he's kind of accumulated a lot of podcasts that have gone very negatively as far as going hard on the anti-vax, going hard on the fucking COVID is not real, going hard on a lot of conspiracy theories. 
And finally, somebody, you know, the, 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 the young activist that he is, Neil, <laughs> Neil Young, you know, was, was out here, stopped protesting in these streets and throwing Molotov cocktails, came back with his acoustic guitar, was on some like, take my shit off Spotify, which led into a whole fucking, because, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, you know, Nash pulled it off, Johnny Mitchell pulled it off, these are boomer bands, so now CNN's covering it, then NDRE decided to pull her stuff off there, not because of fucking COVID, but because going back to the idea of gotta hear both sides, Mr. Rogan tends to have a lot of races on the show too. Yeah. So it's been a whole big to do where the Spotify CEO basically had a, a, a town hall about a week and a half ago trying to explain his position to his employees because rightfully so, they're under fire. And, you know, so far all they've done really is said that they're gonna have a disclaimer before the podcast that they feel are kind of pushing COVID denial. And they've been quietly scrubbing because this whole weekend, it went from 70 episodes to 110 episodes. 70 was like basically the COVID era. Then they were like, oh, yeah, he's been using the N-word a lot also. So <laughs> that's 50. <laughs> basically, they're trying to scrub down the whole podcast. And I find it fascinating because the whole conversation is about censorship. But here's where I think it's interesting, right? So if, if I, let's say Reg and Stone are out here, you know what I'm saying? Accomplished fucking musicians, hollow oats. You know what I'm saying? We're out here putting these awesome ballads, you know, and we're talented songwriters hypothetically in the future, right? In, in, in an alternate universe. We know that if we want to get put on, if we want to get the bag, we're going to have to make these little pop songs, you know, verse, chorus, verse. We know that there's a way that if you want to have mainstream acceptance, you got to go our way if you want that bag. If you want to go out there and play some weird fucking esoteric jazz shit, yada, 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 we could definitely do that. We're in New York. We could even make a decent living out of that. But, you know, we'll be in the East Village, a smaller fucking scope. What I find fascinating about Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan kind of has this idea of where his brand of being, you know, counterculture. We're talking about mushrooms. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about these insane theories that nobody else can, is going to give you. But still expected to have the $100 million bag <laughs> yeah, and not change his content. And that's why I kind of find fascinating. Yeah, I mean, look, Spotify... You know, they essentially was looking for that shiny new toy. And it's crazy to me that, like, people are signing $100 million checks without doing any due diligence. Yeah. You know, like, the whole N-word thing, which should be, like, a bigger deal, I think. Um, You know, although, like, people have said, you know, that YouTube video took the N-words out of context. That's what the the Rogan fans are saying. Um and even some black people were like, oh, it's out of context. I'm like, bam. But Spotify hitched their horse to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan was going to lead them into like the promised land. And nobody did the due diligence to say, yo, like, wait a minute. What is this dude really talking about? You know? Yes. And 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 the weird thing for me is the fact of where. And I get it. And I know he's apologized now twice, it looks like. First time was basically saying that, you know, I think he alluded that the podcast was out of control and he'll do a better job of having balanced guests. After the NDRE slash N-word compilation kind of made the rounds, he kind of gave a weird apology, but not apology about using the N-word, kind of, to a certain extent when he was just saying how, you know, he, he kind of said, I didn't know the word's a bad word to use or some shit like that. I don't know. But, uh, but like, going back to your point, I think the issue is the due diligence. My thing is the idea of Joe Rogan has not changed his stripes in like 10 years of podcasting. This yeah. is what made him famous. This is what gave him his new life where 
you know, you go on YouTube, the algorithm was pushing it all the time, just like you would see your Ben Shapiro's, just like any other right wing nut, you know. So in that space, he was fine. He was making his bag. You know what I'm saying? He was cool. Elon Musk showing up there, smoking the marijuana. It's just been fascinating to kind of see, like you said, Spotify get caught off like flat footed when this was very, 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 very apparent that this is going to be an issue. Yeah. And I can kind of understand where, you know, in the past, it might not have been that much of a microscope that he was under. But going back to my band allegory, when somebody shows up with a hundred million dollar bag and gives it to you, you have a lot more fucking responsibility. Oh, yeah. You can't play dumb. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, with Spotify. They're like, oh, we're 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 not a publisher. We're just, you know, a platform. Anybody can upload their stuff, which is true for us. But Spotify is not giving us a hundred million dollars. Once you, give, yeah. you sign that check. Like Joe Rogan is your employee, basically. <laughs> Agreed. You know, he Agreed. Speaks for you and your brand. And, Agreed. You know, I and I feel like uh, they they can't play dumb, you know, with, with like with all that because <laughs> people are, you know, it's just like we see right through it, you know. Um, yeah. It, yeah. And I think it's unfortunate because it puts people in a weird position. Going back to the idea of how they were like, "Are you guys gonna take your podcast off Spotify?" It it kind of bleeds down where, and it's kind of almost funny. Because they spent all this blood, sweat, and tears, kind of trying to become like you know corner, corner of the the corner of the market of streaming. You know, if you want to stream your podcast, you want to stream your music, this is the one kind of place. And it and it was hard fought battle. You know, fighting with fucking the Beatles, fighting with all these brands to kind of get everything in house. And it's kind of ironic that now what kind of undoes them basically is goddamn Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just kind of funny where after all this consolidation that they've worked on, it's what's happening. And they're in a position where they're clearly the leader, but you still have Apple right there and you have Tidal right there where they may not be as popular, but Apple's omnipresent everywhere. So, and then you have fucking Tidal where even though they might not nearly be as popular, they've been trying to get bought for a very long time. So who's to say that Microsoft won't come out there and snap their fingers? Like Spotify's in a weird position where they're the industry leader, but their fucking like place at the top is not guaranteed. It's not like they necessarily have a monopoly. It's just that we've kind of decided like this is the easiest platform. We like a lot of things about it. We like about the playlist. But these are things that are easily adaptable in other places also. So it's gonna be fascinating because this is the kind of big play to kind of expand. And they kind of find themselves back to where artists are kind of mad at them because, you know, of reasons. And they don't want to have their music on their platform. Yeah, it's it's just very interesting, you know, Spotify's like podcast play. And, and again, you know, this is kind of like you, you know, it's like you're making a deal for devil, right? Like you want to control all audio in the world. Well, this is the things that come with it, right? Like, you know, I, I will say we do give music a lot of leeway than like podcasts just because I feel like music is, you know, it's art, right? Like we, we say like we can't like, you know, send a rapper to jail because he mentions like, you know, smoking drugs or in, in his lyrics, right? Because like that's art, like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, protected speech there. And maybe not protected speech, but there's a lot of leeway we give artists, right? Whereas, you know, podcasts, I mean, a lot of people turn to Joe Rogan for news, fam. So, which is terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. You know? So, if you want to play in this game, right? Like, you, you like, these are the consequences. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting, too. I mean, look, like the artists that have pulled their music are probably like, 
you know, Neil Young is probably not making a majority of his bag from Spotify, right? No, that's that's bullshit. He's making BTS numbers. This is Neil Young. <laughs> He's out here. <laughs> Neil Young is still selling CDs. Like, <laughs> you know, like Joey Mitchell still selling Eight CDs. tracks. You know, they're going to sell their, their back catalog to some, like, you know, private equity firm for, like, $500 million, you know. I mean, I, it'll be interesting that, you know, this happened earlier, like, even last week, and we're still talking about it. Like, when is it going to get to the Drakes and the Taylor Swifts and the Rihannas? And, like, you know, are are those, you know, people going to like pull their music. I don't think so just because I, I, I feel like that's too much of their bag, but maybe like, you know, Drake, like instead of dropping like one of his like playlists, mixtapes, whatever, <laughs> like, you know, more life on set on, on Spotify, he does it on SoundCloud, right? Like, or he does it on Apple music or like he does it on title. Right. Like I, I think maybe it's not like a full like pull of the music, but like maybe it's like Spotify's reputation is taking a hit. Let me look at these other guys to partner for like other releases and things like that, you know. So that that would be very interesting to kind of see, you know. It's, it's almost like I remember like Uber when they had the whole thing where like the delete Uber thing was happening. I I kind of still use the Uber app, but I kind of cringe when I do it. You know, <laughs> it doesn't feel the same. It hurts my soul. Yeah, and like, that's kind of how I feel like Spotify. I'm like Spotify still got the best experience, but I'm cringing a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's and and I think it's the, the big issue with them is the idea of where, like I said, it's it's they're at the clear top, but they've got no friends. The problem I think with Spotify is the idea is that go back to the idea is we use it because the interface is great, but the artists hate Spotify. You know. They, it, it's still, I won't say necessarily, it, it's not necessarily expensive, but it's not necessarily a cheap platform. It's not, you know, it's it's like free to get a decent amount of money, money for it. I don't even know how much you spend on Spotify now because I have the family plan, but it's not like it's free per se. There is a free fucking tier, but for the most part, they kind of have you in a way where nobody really likes them. There's no, there's, there's no goodwill. Nobody is like, oh, you know, outside of the fact that we love our playlists, that but those playlists are easily translatable into fucking title into everything else. Going back to your idea, also which I find fascinating is it's not too long ago where title was kind of having exclusive drops too. Like yeah. Beyonce was exclusive drop there for a little bit. Jay Z was an exclusive drop. It's not hard to imagine like you know something like Drake where you know he has an Apple TV, Apple TV, an Apple Music fucking radio show to be like, all right, cool, I'm dropping this thing exclusively on Apple TV. For like a fucking month, Apple TV keeps saying Apple TV, but you know whatever the uh, the or the 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 te- many tentacle beast that is Apple saying, hey, I'm going to drop this on Apple Music for a month, and that's about it, just to kind of you know put a little pressure on there. It might show up on Spotify eventually, like a lot of Bandcamp releases. I realize do on a smaller indie artist scale. Yeah. What I have noticed is that they'll release it on Bandcamp, get their money as much as they can, and when it slows down, put it on Spotify. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're just like, all right, cool. If you're going to have to stay in Bandcamp, it's. Like I said, it's it's a weird space because I feel like Spotify has been acting like they they kind of have the market cornered, and they did. But I don't think it's as rock solid as let's say you know your Netflix and streaming, you know your Apple and phones. You, they have two strong competitors that are waiting for them to slip up. And yeah. obviously, I don't think they're gonna go out of business. But it's not long ago where we were having the Apple Music versus Spotify debate. We're talking about three or four years ago. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, for sure. 
So, and like I said, it's, I, I think at the end of the day, I think it's good. I think going back to your point, we don't necessarily go at fucking, you know, content when it's related to art. But I think in this particular case, like I said, if my thing is all about the, if you're going to basically try to make this play to go mainstream, I think it's a little bit arrogant to think you could do that and keep it a quote unquote real. And I think of Joe Rogan, he prides himself into doing this thing where it's a counterculture, you know, I'm talking about this crazy stuff, no whole bars, here's a white supremacist, here's, here's a fucking, here's a mime, you guys just talk it out. <laughs> and I guess, you know, for some people, they like that and it's cool and it's entertaining. But if somebody drops you off $100 million, you're going to have to, that's just going to have to sell to, you know, these weird shows online and, and also a Midwest mom in Nebraska. And like I said, it's, it's, I'm very surprised he's been able to rock this long without this kind of controversy, particularly since a lot of those clips are old. Like, you know, I like the pan of the apes jokes. I saw that for like fucking five years ago. That I was looking around. It's like the fifth or fourth time it went viral. Yeah. It feels very much like Cosby when it's just like, Oh my God, Cosby, Cosby has been out here drugging people when it's kind of not really been a big secret that Joe Rogan behind the scenes definitely has a lot of questionable guests who push a lot of questionable things that he gives no pushback against. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But yes, that said, if anybody wants to drop us the bag, we will definitely make it a point pro-vaxxed minorities. You know what I'm saying? You know, we'll shuck and jive for Spotify. Absolutely, like, I can take it. Spotify needs some token blacks. Exactly, you guys. Guys, <laughs> I think to to make amends for what happened with Joe Rogan, you should just give all black broadcasters like fifty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I think it's time to get good. It's it's it's, it's Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? It's a good True. look. You know, the Joe Rogan show would go out of the way. Everybody would be flipping out. The GOP would be going nuts about all this fucking free money given out, this affirmative action. You know what I'm saying? I think I think Spotify would be very wise like giving out the bag to all of us black creatives mm. on their platform. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, let's go into some dark news. <sighs> Rihanna's pregnant. Mm. I know a lot of us out there are hoping... One day, you know what I'm saying? You're going to show up there, freshly rolled joints in your pocket. She'd be coming out of the fucking 7-Eleven, asking for Swisher Sweets. She'd be like, here, Rihanna, here's this joint. She'd be like, thank you, man. Smokes it. What's your name? And then now you're in Rihanna Bliss, getting flown out to Fenty fucking Runaways, chilling with Bill Gates out there in the VIP room, smoking hookah. I don't know. Do rich people smoke hookah? I don't know. They're on some shit that we don't even know, man. Yeah, it's, they're, the next they're level like shit. buying NFTs and smoking it, and we're like, you know "How do you do that?" It's like you're you're too poor to to, to know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, after many rumors of uh, them dating, we have now confirmation that she is with Seed and it's ASAP Rocky Seed. Um, a lot of good internet jokes are flying around, but I I think it's cute. You know, you 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 young kids go out there find your love, make make a little family. You know what I'm saying? Make future make make future babies. Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought like the announcement was cool. I thought like it's just like the whole like like you know they took it in Harlem and, and like this feels very kind of iconic. It was very kind of you know fashion forward, but also like you know like you know kind of not you know toned down. Like just like the the fashion and, and whatnot. You know, I think it's cool. Like I I can't I can't be mad. Like if they're in love and they're making babies, then you know like more power to them. Um, yeah. 
you know, like I, 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 I will say, like I, I've given up, like the Rihanna album in twenty twenty two. Like I, I thought like the Rihanna drop would not be a baby, but would be the album. <laughs> <laughs> but now yeah. we just get a baby and some extra Fenty. <laughs> it, it's, it's gonna. It, Pregnant lingerie drops. A lot, lot of, lot of, lot of lingerie wear. A lot of underwear that works well for pregnant belly. I can imagine a lot. A lot that that's coming out before that, that maternity collection is going to be flames. It's going like, to be flames off the hip. Um, they need to. I don't know if it's supply chain issues though, but they need to fix their Fenty men's. Their Fenty men's yeah. is always sold out. I want to support. It's hard. It's just like I remember. Yeah, it's like I, why can't we're? I, I want to be sexy in my under things too. Cute, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little crazy, sexy, cool action. But you know, I'm looking for pajamas. You know what I'm saying? To, lo- to like, loaf around. Yo, you know, they lo- look fly. Like the silk pajamas. Like I, I don't yeah. want to be about that life. Like let's go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it's really, really interesting. I mean, like ASAP Rocky is like somebody who. I mean, both of them like. I think the, the last album they really dropped was like what, like 2017? Like Yeah. Cuz they dropped around the same uh, around the same time cuz they had like shared like a bunch of same producers like things like that or anti and I think that was testing that dropped. Testing was the last one, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Which yeah. is very so, divisive actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like um I they're at the point where they're famous for, for being famous. You know, which is uh, I can't be mad at that. Like I used to be mad at that, but I can't be mad at that. You know, yeah. like I mean, ASAP Rocky is Rihanna is famous now for Fenty. Like the kids don't even know Rihanna like <laughs> makes music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, you know, can't can't be mad. At it. Can't be mad. At it. Can't be mad. Um, and then lastly, our favorites. When the powers that be look upon the 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 the, the Mount Olympus. And look down and decide who should join them. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2022 nominations. Um, not mad at it this time. We'll see who actually gets in. We've got. Should, should, do you, should I read it down? Or should, should you read it yeah, down? Yeah, let's go down. The, let's go down the list. Um, we'll, we'll trade it off. So uh, I'll start with the first one. Let's say left side. I'll say Beck. Beck is interesting. Um, definitely a long career. I don't know. I feel like he's not going to get in. I, I I feel like it's too early, right? Like this is supposed to be the boomer selection. And yeah, Beck feels early to me. Yeah. He's, 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 he's not, I don't. Yeah. And again, I I know this and the man, you know, definitely person who's very far, like, uh, what I like about Beck, what I always liked about Beck was definitely fucked with genre he was he didn't really want to be pigeonholed into whatever he was doing he'll do a little rap thing here do a little acoustic thing here do a little prince fucking out here but yeah that's definitely a word nomination uh so we next we have kate bush um, kate yeah yeah go i i don't know too much about kate bush i know people who love kate bush i have really no real things to say um but i know a lot of people like thoroughly love and enjoy Kate Bush. And I know she broke, broke a lot of barriers like back in the day, you know? Um, so I, I have no idea of, of like where she would stand. Um, oh, I, I see. Cause the thing is with Kate Bush, she's very beloved and very experimental. I think it's weird because going back to the idea, like, you know who oddly enough swears by Kate Bush, big boy. 
from yeah. Outcast. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, like like there there are a lot of people who swear by Kate Bush. Like I'm not yeah. surprised. Like there's a lot yeah. of black people who swear swear by Kate Bush too. Like, um, yeah, I just you know I I I hope yeah why not yeah uh, Pat Benatar I feel like is somebody who kind of like that's definitely boomer age. Um, I mean, that'd be funny. Seminole guitarist. Yeah, I feel like she deserves to be. If if, if anybody's rock and roll, if this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't think you could kind of do any better than Pat Benatar, as far as rock and roll is concerned. Yeah, and like I, I think this is really interesting too, just because like um, I don't know, like some of these are like you know, um, well let, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Um, I, actually, you know what? Do we have to keep it going? Fuck them. Like it's a lot of white people. Only one who who I really care about here is Dolly Parton, who I, which I'm very surprised hasn't been nominated. I and that's the thing though, it's to like it's always kind of been rock and roll, rock and roll, and like you know Dolly Parton is rock and roll. Damn it, Jolene no, has been I, covered by how many rock bands? Come I, on, I, I was I'm not I I'm just saying like this is probably like worse than the Grammys, like True. in terms of like genre <laughs> guarding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, the, the one surprising thing and the, the person I hope does not get in is Eminem. Yeah, I, I could like, here's the thing of, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Eminem is like, number one, it's Eminem versus Tribe Called Quest, right? So Tribe is also nominated, um, Rage Against the Machine is nominated. Lionel Richie, what? Of course. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very Holly surprised. Simon. I just like there's so many artists here that are just way more influential in terms of like you know their staying power, and I feel like Eminem is somebody who was maybe relevant for about ten years in the early, like '90s and 2000s in terms of like. Like with Eminem, like Recovery, I think was like his last like superstar album, which is a mid-level album anyway. And essentially, like to be up against all these other greats, I'm like, come on, fam. Like, yeah, Eminem, Eminem over over Tribe, Eminem and Tribe being in the same, like, like on the same web page that I'm reading, (laughs) is blasphemy. (laughs) It's. Going back to the idea, and I hate to be that guy, Eminem is definitely a top-tier MC. Eminem definitely has made some great albums. But the problem is, to me, with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's got to be somebody who's moved the genre forward, who's broken ground, who's made special things. The only thing Eminem did was being was be basically the very first, very popular, very solid, talent-wise white rapper. He yeah. was the first one who was able to kind of cross over in a way where, you know, the talent was there. The talent was undeniable, but so was also the white skin and the pop the pop proclivities. I think that in comparison to Tropical Quest, where, you know, Tropical Quest bleeds to Dilla, bleeds to fucking The Roots, bleeds to a lot of other people, Race Against Machine, arguably ground zero for the new metal move- movement, but also extremely political. Going back to the idea of MC5, another seminal punk band, you know, proto-punk before MC5, you wouldn't have a Rage Against the Machine, you wouldn't have a lot of punk, period. Phil Cootie, very important as far as fucking the neo-soul movement that happened in the fucking 90s. I see all the branches and trees that they've kind of done 
Devo, another thing. Yeah. You, you really can't. They're going to have art rock without Devo. The whole idea of where fucking, you know, art school kids kind of making it happen. That's definitely something that they kind of push. I don't really see what Eminem's done except make blonde hair, dyed blonde hair cool on men. <laughs> yeah. Like, I. I... And, and that's the thing, you know, I, I'm not surprised that a the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will prefer a white rapper over, like, yeah. <laughs> even, like, other rappers from that, like, time period. Yeah, you know? it's like, it's, like, I get to, a Biggie Small was all about flow. A Jay-Z, like, I, I see where a Tupac, I see where they made their market things branched off. Yeah. It's really hard. Outside of making it easier for Detroit rappers to get seen, I I can't think of anything really where... And, and did, did he even do that, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I... I'm... Yeah. It's, like, it's funny, too, because, like, I don't even pay attention to this, like... You know, we were just scrambling. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it real for the people. We're scrambling to find something to talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. But, Nothing's uh, happening. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I. It's like a weird thing where I could see something like that happening. I could see Eminem getting in over Tribe, just because like I am so jaded about like the gatekeeping in the music industry. So, you know, we shall and, see. And I have one dark thought. The only thing I could think of, and it's gonna sound fucked up to even say it, say it aloud. If you had to say anything that Eminem did, was sadly enough, it and and he'll probably be the first to admit it. He gave a white space, a white face, and white space to hip hop. Like it's it's something where, despite somebody who's always you know he's always talked about how he loves Red Man, he's always worked with a lot of black producers. You know, even though he's made definitely made some commercial records, he's never failed to acknowledge where he's came from. But like I said, it's, the scary thing about Eminem is that I the lane he opened up was a very weird dark lane. If that makes any word sense, it's where you know Iggy Azalea lanes. It's where you have a lot of like not so your Machine Gun Kelly lanes, where you have a lot of mediocre white rappers kind of coming in afterwards because of their skin color with no talents. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I, I, I was trying to double check and see if, if like the two people who really like co-signed Eminem, 50 Cent and Dr. Dre are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, um, anyway, well, uh, I will not be watching. Uh, there's a fan vote right now. I'm doing that. Um, <laughs> like I, I'm voting for everybody black. Everybody black. Dion, fella, tribe, <laughs> rage, and Dolly Parton. Oh shit! Why don't you too? Why don't Richie shit? Yeah. Duran Duran. Anyway. I feel like Duran Duran got some black love, black radio you know, love in the eighties. You, you think Duran Duran is gonna be at the cookout? I, I, you could play. You could play. I could definitely say because that was the the weird new wave crossover eighties. You definitely yeah. had some bands like getting that little weird play. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it was definitely. I can't say necessarily white blue white soul per se, but you know something about that the, the the something about that era where there was a lot it was a lot more porous as far as the influences are concerned, and you know it's good. I I I fuck with Duran Duran, Duran Duran before Eminem. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Eurythmics is on here too. Yeah, like, Eurythmics. Come definitely on, definitely going to be at the cookout. Annie come Lennox on, bro. Definitely going to be at the cookout. Come on, come on. <laughs> Yo, let's go. <laughs> I've seen number one. I've seen so many black people like murder Sweet Dreams. Like that should like I'm like did Prince write this song? Because like it, it is like the most soulful, non-soulful song I think I've heard in a long time. So I mean, it's it was back. It was it, it was back when white people had their own swag, man. It was like and then Eminem came and killed it. Now it's then it was eight oh eights and trap beats. Is before Eminem, you know, you had you had that 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 white soul was doing well. You know what I'm saying? That white they had it then. Oh man. Uh. But anyway, on to new music. New that music. Um, as usual in the winter months, because nobody can tour, doubly so during COVID. Um, it's been a slow trickle of new albums. That said, one of my faves, I think one of Stone's faves, also Saba, dropped a new record. Um, let me bring it up because obviously Reggie's old, so he can't remember the title. Re rewind. So, uh, the title of the record is Few Good Things. Um, last Saba album was basically dedicated to his fallen friend who basically got killed. It was definitely an album of mourning. He's kind of done a lot of interviews kind of saying that he's purposely trying to step away from that sound and try not to be such a downer per se. That said... There's still a heavy focus on family and community. It reminds me a lot of, in a weird way, Kendrick. Just where sometimes Kendrick will kind of be focused very, like Kendrick, let's say, circa Butterfly. But obviously, we kind of remember more of the jazz music, of the weird flows, of certain things. But what I find fascinating is, in the Butterfly era, he was very kind of keeping a ground level, sociological look at what was happening in his community. And I see that a lot with a few good things. Um, so it's not, even though it's not necessarily, you know, it's definitely not a downer, but I wouldn't necessarily call it an upper either. Um, it's definitely a, a lot of record. He's saying a lot of shit here. There's a lot of guest appearances. You got Fouché, you got Black Thought, you got G Herbo, which apparently he was like, I did it on purpose because people think that this is word divide between, you know, these guys in the street and me over here, but it's all, you know, we're all kind of on the same team. We're just giving different perspectives of what's happening out there. Um, Crazy Bone, fresh off, you know, beefing with fucking 3-6. <laughs> <laughs> off pro in here. But uh, but no, it's it's definitely a really dope record. It's a lot of record. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and digest it. But I definitely see it being one of my favorites of the year. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's what I like about Taba is that he's a really good emotional rapper. And I think it's something where it could very easily be corny or be very preachy, but he always kind of has a line of where, I don't know if it's production, because a lot of the production still sounds kind of like a uh, based and very like solid R&B. You know, I don't know if it's just the idea of the way he kind of writes the songs, but there's something about him where it sounds very earnest about being very cheesy. And I, I like I said, I see that kind of continuing on this record. So, you know, shots to him. It's a really good, really good album, long story short. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, and then for me, I, I will speak briefly about, uh, and I feel like I'm going to mispronounce this, this name, Anna, Anise, Anna East, um, A-N-A-I-I-S, um, Anna East, maybe. Anna East. 
Um, so a uh, French Senegalese singer, um, I believe that's based in London. Uh, she dropped an album called This Is No Longer A Dream. Um, it's, uh, I would say, very kind of like, it's a vibe. Um, it's very kind of moody R&B. Um, it's a little, you know, kind of futuristic. It, it has touches of, say, FK Twigs, but way more melodic and way more kind of like more traditional R&B structure. Um, so it's not like, you know, super out there. Um, it's definitely more of an accessible album. Um, and I think it's really interesting. I, I think like he plays a lot with a lot of sounds and vibes and things like that that you just don't hear in R&B. And I think that's what really kind of like got me attracted to this album. But I think like the then you kind of like look at, like and listen and hear about the backstory. And basically, she spent like a lot of the pandemic kind of homeless. Um, you know, she was trying to like I think like be in the in the you know the music industry, and you know that obviously didn't go in her favor. Um, so you know I think it's just like a lot of like failed dreams. Um, she released this album on her own label. Um. So it's also around like kind of like like recapturing her art and recapturing like, you know, her essence. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that here. I, I wouldn't say it's like a depressing album. I do think it's very introspective and it's it's weird for me too because like I I tend to like introspective art albums by artists, but I need to think a little bit harder about like what got them to that point in the first place, <laughs> which is, <laughs> you know, so that's why like I, I'm, I'm less critical now of like, you know, if she like if her next album, she blows up and her next album is like her talking about like being in Calabasas, <laughs> Calabasas, like playing golf <laughs> yeah, with Doja Cat. Like I, I can't. <laughs> I can't be mad anymore, you know. Like, like I, you know, I, I want, I want this art to to level up. I want her to level up. Um, so I would say it's definitely like an album. Like I say, if you like a um, you know, FK Twigs, what you want, like it's it's kind of like a mix of FK Twigs and like Solange. If you like that kind of vibe, um, it's definitely along the same vibe. Um, if you like pretty light skin girls. <laughs> she's dark. She's dark. Sure. <laughs> no, the reason why I said that it's a, it's a, it's a, the Solange FK Twigs. That was, that was oh, a bad yeah, joke. Yeah, I yeah, tried. Yeah. I tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and she also has like a few different like you know, uh, Chronics is on there. Uh, Topaz Jones is on there as artists we talked about in the podcast. So she's had a lot. She has a lot of um, contributors as well. Um, a lot of features on this album as well. So. Um, yeah, it's called, uh, what is the album called? This is No Longer a Dream. Um, and it was actually dropped like uh, last year, so I'm a little late, but uh, check it out. Oh, good. And that's it for Reginstone. We've taken you down the musical path filled with new music, Neil Young and Joe Rogan. So I guess it smells like lavender, Ben Gay, and Dirty Feet. I don't know. <sighs> Athletes, but I don't know what Joe. What would, I can't imagine what Joe would smell like. Actually, hmm. don't even want to know. Good? Fam. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, as usual, we love y'all. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's really cold outside. It's really there's a lot of crazy shit out there. We're still in, we're still in the pandemic. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your others. You know what I'm saying? If you have any food kitchens, any kind of cold drives, definitely give it out. You know what I'm saying? Go out there and help just because shit is still real out there. And you know we love y'all. Peace.
Peace.